The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us on our show today as we are talking with Susan Liberty Hall. She is a change maker. She is a person that is the kind that we all seek to be more of, a person that is determined and very clear about walking her talk and also just realizing that life, the way that we're known for our work in the world is doing our work in the world. Susan, that sounded so good. It just came out. The way that we're known for our work in the world is doing our work in the world. Thank you, Susan, for doing your work in the world. (laughs) And thank you, uh, Reverend Temple. I I so appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. Well, I like to kind of paint a story for people because, you know, all of us are the message and we're here today by divine appointment, uh, being part of the change makers because of events or things that have occurred uh, in our lives. How did you get on this path of being an intentional spirit uh, and seeing that your participation in, in the world is so much more than just what you can create on this planet? Thank you. Well, I've always felt the calling, even when I was a little child, um, and I would see homeless people or people that needed help. I mean, it was just a great burden in my heart. And as an early, early age, at an early age, I really began to look at what could be done on many levels to help others. So um, as I got older, and I'm 68 years old now and a grandmother, then I also had that opportunity in seeing when my three grandchildren were born, oh my heavens, now I really need to focus on the children of the world. And that was the inspiration for the book. And what, um, was it certain ways in which they were being, um, was it because they were so bright and, and somewhat indigo children that they were longing for, uh, a greater level of creativity? What were some of those early dynamics that when you were with the kids, you just felt like, wow, this is mine to do? Well, I was very aware of, of the indigo children and the important part that these new children that are being born will have in transforming our world. So when my first granddaughter, Tatum, was born and um, uh, someone took a picture of my son holding her at her birth moment, she was bathed in light. There was light all around her, and that showed up on the picture. So when I saw that, I understood, oh, my heavens, 
my prayer has been answered because when my daughter-in-law, Erica, got pregnant, I asked in heaven, I asked, please let us bring forth through this marriage, through this union, a child of light. (laughs) So when I saw that the word had manifested and that I was given absolute proof through the photograph, um, then that was the beginning of the journey on how I could focus um, training and teaching and examples for these precious children. Wow, it's so it's so powerful. And and do you also feel, Susan, that another deepening of that awareness and that calling comes from where you were in your own uh, development and how you know people may not have got that you were a child of light and could have gone to a mystery school. You know, <laughs> did they did people get you when you were growing up and go, "Wow, you're different in that wonderful." Instead of, "Wow, you're different. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> well, I'm afraid it was, "Wow, I'm different," and and it, and kind of what's what's wrong with you. Um, people felt it, but they didn't realize what it meant, and I didn't either. All I knew was I had this love for humanity. And just to finish the thought before about that photograph of Tatum, that is in the book. Um, in in my book, uh, Senate Adventures of the Bouquet Sisters in Fairyland, I put that picture in the book uh, so that people could see what I was speaking about with these very amazing children, not my grandchildren, all children that are coming into the world right now, all of them. So yes, um, that definitely was something that I knew growing up. And uh, as I got older, I realized um, I need to come up with ideas on what I can do to expand my service. My service was always prayer. Uh, people would call me and uh, we would work diligently in prayer. And so that was uh, a, 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 a field that I had been working in all my life. But, of course, now with the new technologies and opportunities such as what you're doing right now with this wonderful radio program, then I can reach ever so many more people. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just so so crucial that, you know, there's information that we have and and we need to get it out there more and more. And and what a great time to be alive, right? And that's part of what I love about it is that, you know, when I look at, at children like myself and, and you and, and, and Dia, Shonda Ray, and a number of us that are finding each other, we were truly bright children and not really recognized as that you know we were more recognized as the children that acted out or that got bored in school or you know didn't get uh, good grades on conduct and those kind of things you know and and, and I know you are because I'm just kind of intuitively picking that up about you and and so you know when we what we give thanks for is is not the lack of or what somebody didn't do right. I mean, we could do that in our 20s, but after our 30s, it's not really our parents' fault or our environment's part. They just didn't know better. And I think that's part of why we have been developed is because we do know better, and so therefore we can offer um, these things to the world. Your book is so – what I want to say – um, and I want to say to our listening audience is that um, I am inundated with books all the time from all over. And what I want to highlight about your book is that it, it really catches my eye because it's so different. You know, it's just so unique because you have added, you've added the sense, um, uh, S-E-E-N-E. Uh, that go with the book um, 
the aromas that are released for uh, abundance or for healing or how in the world, um, Susan, were you divinely guided? Did you have a dream or an insight? How did you um, tap into this energy that you thought, wow, this is this is very unique and, I, and it has my name on it? Oh, I'm so thrilled, Temple, that you said that. I've never had the opportunity to speak about that. But as a matter of fact, it was a divine inspiration. Um, My mother was dying of cancer, and three days before she died, um, I was sleeping, and my my room was filled with... um, this very interesting, uh, it was raining in my face like a dew. A dew was falling upon my face in my bedroom. And um, when I awakened and sat up, I heard the most beautiful words I will ever hear in my life. And it was, this is the fragrance of the angels. This is the fragrance of the holy breath. And the room was filled with the scent of roses. Mm. So that sent me then, sent, that sent me then on that direction to find not the chemical perfumes of the day, but the real scent of the rose and why that was the fragrance of the angels. So I began my search and I ended up with Young Living Essential Oils and they became the center of my life. So when I wanted to write the book, um, I thought very carefully about how would we raise the frequency here of these children who will be reading the book. So I wanted to incorporate the senses. Uh, they're inundated with the, the negative things in their senses, and I wanted to do the opposite. So knowing that the scent of these glorious um, essential oils raise frequency, then I put five scratch and scent features in the book so that when the children were reading and, and scratching and smelling, it would raise their 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 um, their frequency. I <laughs> I'm just looking at um at, at at some of these great images and and one of the ones that is so captivating in here and my, and my mother would love this. I'm going to have to send her a copy of this book. It's oh, the please, Earth. Yeah. The Earth Elemental, uh, Elvis the Elf. And, uh, <laughs> and so here's the, the precious elf called Elvis. Elvis the Elf was very childlike and he loved Elvis. He tried to mimic Elvis in the way he dressed, the way he spoke, the way he combed his hair, and even the way he shook his little body. <laughs> the only way the children could determine that he was an elf and not a child was by his adorable elfin. Ears. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, the, the other thing is this is just a great um, gift to give um, anybody that has children so they can uh, tune into this. And with the various uh, chants or, or with some of the, um, the Hebrew language that's being used, yeah. um, how, did, um, how did you tap into that? I'm so well, for your I'm listeners, so um, in the book, um, I have used Hebrew prayers, and they really are the Hebrew fire letters that were used. For example, in the Old Testament, they would speak about the Hebrew fire letters that would appear in the sky, and they were prayers. And so I understood as I studied this, um, I started working with the Kabbalah and the mystical teachings of the Kabbalah and looking at the fire letters and realizing that every time you looked at one of those uh, uh, Hebrew fire letters, you received um, a blessing. 
And so I wanted to put those prayers in so that even the children who don't understand Hebrew, who do not need to understand Hebrew, and we're speaking now about just, you know, what was in the Old Testament has nothing to do with any religion. It has to do with the Hebrew fire letters that just looking at them, glancing at them, you receive that blessing. So um, I wanted to put those in, and so um, that was a very important part that every, in every chapter you will see the Hebrew fire letters, and when the children look at them, they receive then the blessing. I would like to use some of this in our children's program. I mean, this is just a, you know, a great um, avenue in which to have our, our children in unity participate in these um and these experiences with these great stories i mean they could um into implement them so i'm going to see to that 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 happens let me know if there's anything i can do to help oh thank you so much well tell me with um with some of the stories like i'm i'm confident of course that your your three grandchildren um have have read the book or been read the book, um, what what were some of the insights that they, they gave you? Or did they have like an epiphany or an aha? Or um, what are some of the benefits that, that children get? Uh, first of all, there's just gorgeous images in here um, that are just like you want to walk on the page. But what other measurable, tangibles would you say that the, was the takeaway for the children? Well, it would certainly include my grandchildren and all the children who have um, seen the book or been read the book. Um, when I told you that I wanted to impact the children with their senses, I also included the sense of sight. And so I worked very diligently to receive permission from Josephine Wall, the great artist. And when you look in the book, you'll see, I think it's 11 um, actual beautiful pictures that she has drawn that depict my story perfectly. In fact, you'd almost think that she as an artist and, and myself as the author had, had come up together with um, the, the theme because it so perfectly fit my book. For example, on the cover you'll see a child, um, which this is the work of Josephine Wall, and by the way, she is one of the top um, artists in the world for fairies and mystical things. So, I clearly um, understand why. Yeah, it's gloriously beautiful. And so this little child, which is about the age of my granddaughter Tatum, which is the one that's in the book that was born in light, she's on a flying carpet and she's traveling over the earth. And this is one of the pictures that Josephine Wall did, which fit perfectly into my story of the three children going on mystical adventures and missions as they traveled around the world on their own flying carpet. So there's an example then. So when the children look at the pictures, um, they will see this artwork, this glorious artwork, which is extremely beautiful. And they will see that. They will feel the the touch of the pages, even the touch uh, of the pages, which is done on the most glorious paper and all in pearlescent uh, lavender color. So they touch it, they see it, they feel it, they smell it, they look at it. Everything that would impact their senses in a positive way is included in the book. But then when we get into the story, then that's where you get the real teachings on how the children can benefit from this book. 
I want to make a reference um, to everyone that they can go to the Bouquet Sisters. So the bouquetsisters.com and they can um you they excuse me you <laughs> the collective you out there um can you can read more about susan liberty hall you can also understand the depth as it explains her desire to participate and and be part of making a difference with the children and also you can order the book right there online um it's definitely a must-have for you not only for the child within but for also the children around um that are uh, touched and captivated by this. I want to take time now to thank all of you for your ongoing participation with the intentional spirit. For without you, I would just be on the airways talking to myself. So I greatly honor and appreciate you for being engaged and enrolled in these programs as well as on your social media, sharing with other people the impact and that we are making a difference. We are expanding uh, in 127 countries beyond the walls of just talking to the same people people about new thought, new ideas, and that's where we want to be. We want to be able to reach beyond uh, the choir that we talk to all the time that gets this stuff and find our ways into the third world countries, into places that hold children differently, that we can see them as being the empowering light in which they were birthed and born to be. So pass this, uh, this show today on to various people. And because as we continue to empower the children, if we want to know, as they say in Africa, how our world is doing, the question is better said, how are the children doing? Because when the children are doing well, we are doing well. When our children feel that we are modeling love and light, then therefore they are modeling love and light you can join us anytime by watching our programs on unitycampus.org and specifically thanking you for your continuing contributions to unity online radio you're listening to temple hayes and susan liberty hall who loves all divine creation she is a patriot who loves america and believes that our country is god inspired and we'll be back right back to talk with her more about her book, Scented Adventures of the Bouquet Sisters in Fairyland. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you. 
providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. As you know, we're talking with Susan Liberty Hall. She is the author of Scented Adventures of the Bouquet Sisters in Fairyland. Well, Susan, we had some um, really uh, great ideas and concepts, and we've kind of given an overview of, of the book and your passion, obviously, for for writing it is, is very clear. It's part of what you were birthed to do. Um, that's very evident and everything that you, your excitement and your enthusiasm is, is contagious. Um, let's kind of, uh, walk through different aspects of the book itself. Uh, just giving enough so people can get a, a sense, um, of what is involved with all of the information from the fairy tale story from the from the connection with the kids and how a character is in relationship written from a child's heart how did the fairy tale story come about well thank you um it came about from a prayer actually um when i was 65 i'm 68 now but when i was like 64, 65, um, I was thinking, what can I do to increase my service to God? And so I did a prayer, and I asked to be shown how I could impact uh, more people with something that would be truly helpful. And that night, when I went to sleep, I awoke with the idea that um, I would write a story, a, a fairy tale for children. I would use the, the fairy tales as a way to get some of the truth out there because um, when something's a fairy tale, no one is really confronted in their ego, um, neither children nor adults. It's just a fairy tale. So some of the truths uh, that I wanted to get out about the fairies, about the elemental kingdom, in fact, um, would then be able to do so through a fairy tale story. And were you, I mean, did some of this come from a sense of a dream or, because uh, I know that we also have a lot of people out there that have the desire of um, being an author of a book. And is it is this something you always knew was yours to do and you kept putting it off or, or did it just one day you went, oh, okay, it's time to author a book now? No, I, I, 
I never really thought about doing a book. It just wasn't in my mind to do a book. It did come from the prayer. Uh, when I woke up, I was just realizing, well, I could reach the children, and my, my grandchildren could be a part of it, which was a fabulous thought to include my grandchildren, I thought would really impact them to receive uh, the teachings in the book, which, of course, it did, and it does continue to do. So um, I woke up, and um, I realized um, I'm just going to write this book. And what I did is I thought about all of my experiences in life. What have I learned? What is, what is, what is uh, my journey, and what has, has it produced for me? And so I just made a list of all of those things that I thought would be helpful to the children of the world, thinking and remembering how important the indigo children are and the children that are very, very powerful and very advanced spiritual being and recognizing that their feet had to touch the earth and that in order for us to receive their blessings, they had to be here. So I wanted to honor them for coming because it's a very harsh place to come to when you're a high angelic being, but let us just say that it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, we indeed, we, we concur that, that it is worth it, and yet it, it hasn't always been an easy road. So, so basically your, your step back in walking through was about the fact of, wow, I'm going to write this book as if it was a book that was going to be written to me that, boy, I wish that I had read this book when I was little so I yeah. could prepare myself for some of the major uh, problems in the world and some of the issues that weigh so heavy on people's hearts. And it, that's the whole goal of the book is to provide simple solutions for complex problems for the kids. Yes, indeed. One of the things that um, is so um strong for me that that steps out is you have a a section where you talk about the tithing seeds Uh, one of the things i i love to say in its simplicity is we get what we bring and whatever we perceive that we are lacking or the world is lacking in then what can we do how can we bring the whatever that is forth and so I love that you are working from a, a fundamental, uh, a scripture, uh, a uh, golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, kind of like a, a universal philosophy of tithing. How do you uh, describe that in the book and, and what story do you tell around that, that, that children get that uh, process? Thank you. Well, what I used was something that um, is a part of my life and has been, as I told you, since I was a little girl. And I had to have in my mind an idea of how I could impact others through the, the tithe. So in my own mind, I created what I call um, Susan Tithing Seed. And with that in my prayers, um, I asked um, our God to plant the tithing seed in every willing heart and then to water it with the light from heaven and to water it with the sacred waters and to nourish it until it would have the harvest and the bounty. And, and at that time, that those who had received the tithing seed would then use wisdom in taking forth this divine energy, this divine abundance, and using it to, to heal our earth and all the various aspects of it. I mean, there's something for everyone. What is your passion? What is the area of life that you want to impact? Is it the animals? Is it the, the earth? Is it helping the poor people, the children who need to have food and, 
and, and who need homes. Where is it that you find your passion and then work towards that passion? So when I wrote the book, I, I made it instead that my, my granddaughter Tatum was Tatum, Tatum tithing seed and she would plant the tithing seed in every willing heart. So I just took that aspect that had worked for me all of my life and gave it to her. And so um, the idea in the book is that the children need to understand, you know, that when they pass a, a charity box, they need to look at it, they need to stop, and they need to be aware. I don't care what you have. I don't care if it's a nickel, a penny, or a prayer, whatever it is, a can of food. Um, when the, right now, when, when we're looking at the Salvation Army coming out and ringing the bell, when you hear that bell, you stop, you listen, and you respond. It is like that moment where you realize, wow, here's my opportunity, and you give. It's so important because you're teaching um, immediately from the from the very beginning of the necessity of being part of instead of being excluded from. I love that, that sense of being included, of being part of the change. And this is very empowering for children because our children need to know that what they do really matters and they can make the difference even if it's a nickel, even if it's a prayer, even if it's a good thought or, or just a kind deed. Whatever it is, that is the giving uh, that will bring that return to, to receive. And so, yes, it's part of the scriptures and it's part of the golden rule. But most of all, it's the opportunity for children to realize that they can and do make a difference in our world. Mm-hmm. Well, we... Um... We use a a statement here. It's kind of campy, somewhat kumbaya-ish, but it's, um, you know, many hands make light work. Oh, that is lovely. I love it. it. And it's so true, you know, like if if there's a class being taught, instead of one person coming in that is the paid setup person that has to work and, and, and move this stuff and put it back, then if everybody in the class will join, it winds up being, you know, a person moving three chairs instead of a person moving 125 chairs. And so it's that if we, as we continue with with books like these and conversations like we're having today, if people could understand Many Hands Make Light Work, if everybody could just do a little something, um, it impacts and it's just contagious. Well, it is contagious, and one of the things that I wanted to do, again, in the book was to give those graphic pictures where the children could look and see. So, for example, to your listeners on page 30 of my book, there's a beautiful picture of these children, and we're talking about children from all over the world, and you just said that you're expanding, and so this was so appropriate. It's a picture of children, and they're all in a line, and they're holding empty bowls, Mm -hmm. and they're waiting in line to get something to eat. And so the caption on the picture is, Uh, Children are starving all over the world. And then um, the question is, what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. And that's where the tithing seed comes in. And just that teaching of the golden rule, as you said before. Yeah, we just had an example of that here where we um, were approached by a children's um, school in Haiti. And we were looking at, they have like 60-something children and they need so much, so many hundreds of dollars per year to 
you know, take care of the child. And so what we did is we took home study groups of eight to ten people, and we had about 20 of those groups, and we asked each group to adopt a child. So it went from being a larger number that people might say, oh, I would like to, but I'm already doing this, and oh, I'm already taking care of that, and I'm already, you know, instead of getting the no um, uh, without even the welcoming, uh, we were able to break it down, and by the time we were finished, every person gave $35, not hundreds of dollars. And so then we had thousands of dollars to work with, not just a little tiny amount. So um, it's just so powerful that that you're teaching that. Well, are you in some of the local schools there? I mean, with your big dream list, talking about prayers and tithing seats, um, with the thousands of people that are listening, what are uh, you holding that how can we hold for you where you want to be with this information and with this book? Oh, thank you. That's so beautiful that you've asked. Um, unfortunately, my book really isn't received well in public schools because um, of the very um, fact that there's so many prayers in it and, and those kinds of things. But that doesn't matter. What really matters is it is available and it can it can be purchased. And I'm very willing and always happy to speak about it. Anything that I can do to help, um, I love the idea of holding little tea parties for children, and and uh, it's a little bit of a long book to do in one tea tea uh, um, ceremony or tea tea service. But you know, people can read to the children, and maybe they could break it up in two or three um, sessions. But or they or they could even make it shorter by by skipping some of it and explaining some of it in a different way. So there's many opportunities to have the book, and so um, people can do that who are interested in prayer. Well, I'm going to um, make it part of my process to contact you with some people that are launching Ubiquity University that works with the wisdom of children and adults that they are educated based upon their gifts versus just giving them information they don't need. Um, Also, another author that works with the revelation in education, How May I Serve You? So there are a number of things that are out there that would uh, love to support the work that you're doing and find a way in which to uh, fill that need and make that connection. So um, we're going to keep that on the side note, okay, because, um, and I will follow through on that and make sure that I do because there's some good connections out there for you. I'm so grateful, and I thank you so much for caring. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, does this uh, does this book address with children um, the value of taking care of their bodies? Oh yes, that's very much a, an important part of it. Um, that would go back to the Young Living Essential Oils, and when I and remember, I had that beautiful uh, time, uh, amazing thing where I heard the words, um, "This is the fragrance of the angels. This is the fragrance of the holy breath." So that's. And the search for the scent sent me, uh, I found these therapeutic-grade essential oils and all of the things and teachings of uh, Dr. Don Gary Young about how to keep their bodies uh, safe and, 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 and to teach them about the chemicals and how to avoid that and how to use organic foods and how to protect the earth and live in harmony with their bodies and with the earth. So all of that became extremely important and, and is very much a part of every page in the book. 
where the children learn about their bodies, what they can do, and how they can protect themselves. That's amazing. I'm, I'm sitting here uh, <laughs> as I'm so hanging on to what you're saying, and I'm 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 taking in the scent of joy and yeah. um, valor, and I'm going, wow, this is. This is just so unique, and it, it's um, reaching beyond just the head um, and intellectualizing just another concept, but actually embodying it and uh, bringing to life the third eye and uh, the the real inner eye of, of what matters and, and that energy. I wanted to remind everyone that to please go to the website, the Bouquet Sisters Dot com and you can uh, read about the essential oil collection that is available. Uh, you can also uh, watch a video with um, Nana Susan, as she's called, <laughs> in some areas. And you can watch uh, a YouTube of her interacting with the kids and just the power of that energy. And more importantly, you can you can order this book. This is. Uh, this is a Harry Potter type of book in the way of a really depth and philosophical teaching, especially uh, people that are familiar with the uh, positiveness of, of the unity movement or global new thought in that our whole idea with children is not to talk at them and create them like us, but our whole idea is to be the village that allows them permission so that we may participate in that essence and that wisdom being drawn out of them naturally. Uh, The beauty of most children, if we could just leave them alone, provide them with the things they can't provide for themselves, and the things they can, let it be. (laughs) Let it be, right, Susan? And they will therefore thrive and, um, and be those amazing gifted kids that they are. We're talking today with Susan Liberty Hall. I'm Temple Hayes. We are talking about intentional spirits, and we know by far that we have so many young intentional spirits that books like this, that we can get into their hands at the early age, avoid, uh, allow them to (laughs) not spend time like some of us have with a lot of therapy and a lot of learning that we really were okay all along. (laughs) We have more to say about that, and I encourage you to join us when we come back after this short break. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla.
You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and, and what a delight we're having today with Susan Liberty Hall. She is the author of Scented Adventures of the Bouquet Sisters in Fairyland. And I've told already that I will go on record saying that this is this is a book that you want um, in your library, on your coffee table, to share as gifts to people that are parent, parents or guardians or grandparents or even if you have no children in your village, um, you can take it to your local Montessori or Waldorf school um, areas where private schools where children can learn uh, through the art of using their senses and understanding sense and understanding affirmation and positive life. Well, Susan, one of the things that um, is so neat is um, is that, you know, it's so clear how life has shaped you and the various things that you have walked through and endured. There's another club, uh, aside from a, a gift and a, a drive to uh, be part of gifted children in the world and being part of making a difference with the problems in the world. Um, you've been part of another club, I understand, the the C Club. Is that correct? Yes, it is. My partner always says that she is a breast cancer thriver. <laughs> she doesn't say any more breast cancer survivor, but she says breast cancer um, thriver, but makes a reference to how, wow, I was in a club that I didn't initially really want to be in, but being part of that club really changed my life. So how did you find out in your life that you, uh, that you had cancer? Thank you. Well, um, at the same time that I, it was determined that I had breast cancer, um, my brother um, also had cancer. We were both diagnosed in the same week. So uh, it was an interesting thing, and he chose to do, uh, you know, conventional medicine, and I chose to do something a little different. And, again, this came from a prayer. My mother, our mother, had died of cancer, so I was really familiar with all the chemo and the radiation and the surgeries and all of these things. So I knew I didn't want to do that. So my brother chose to do that, and I chose something else. And I went home um, after this, and I made uh, a prayer, and I asked our God, what would you like me to do? What should I do? And I stood up. I went over to my file cabinet. I opened my file cabinet to see, and I pulled out a cancer file that I had made, I don't know, 20 years before, and I had done this after my mom died of cancer, and I knew that because it was my DNA that it, it may co- be possible to come up in my life. And sure enough, 
It did. And so when I opened that up, there was um, there was a picture there, there was a website, there was a phone number, and it talked about an American Indian herbal remedy. And so I, I just said, well, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. So I did that, and I am cancer-free today. My brother died, but um, I am cancer-free. So I wrote a new book about the story of his journey and my journey and um, what happened to him, bless him, and what happened to me. And my purpose is to help anyone else um, who has cancer, any kind of cancer, and if I could be of service to help them, to keep them in their bodies without that misery, without that horror, well, heck, that's a great thing to do. I'm excited. I have a new excitement now. I have, I have children, of course. That's my, my priority in life, definitely. And now I have something where I can share my story about overcoming cancer by myself without the aid of a doctor. And when were you uh, diagnosed with cancer? It was March of 2012, at the same time my brother, and my brother's very well known. He, he was the um, owner of the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team, Jerry Buss, so um, he had the best that money could buy, and he was brilliant, and I was his little sister. He was very worried about me when I chose to do this, but um, I assisted him over the next um, year with his process, and every time I saw him, um, he was worse and I was better. I've been cancer-free for over a, a year now. So um, then, of course, what do I have to do? I have to write that in my little book. So my new book is called Ha, I Laugh in the Face of Cancer. Well, it goes without saying that uh, I want to have you on the show one or two or three times about that because if we can uh, reach people at that level also because there's so many people that have this condition um, that can offer them a newfound way of living uh, like diabetes and like, uh, you know, severe arthritis. I mean, they are the conditions that we can we can see them um, as adversarially as we choose. I don't know if that's a word, adversarially. Is that a word? That's well, it, it works. We understand what it means, so we got it today. But you know, in that in that reality, I mean, um, to be able to guide people to uh, a different way or a both and, if we could just get that insight and that awakening to people, because the, the becoming aware of the condition and how it can catapult you to making um, changes in your life. How, how would you say, Susan, that it has changed you? Was there some kind of, okay, this is going to be pre-cancer, this is going to be post-cancer, and now I know that these are the two or three things that I'm going to do different. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're going to address this in the book, but give us a couple of teasers. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the most important thing I learned, the very most important thing, is that um, I wanted to be sure that I took the initiative to be the captain of, of my ship, and I didn't give the process of deciding my life over to anyone other than my great God self and my great God authority. So I had to follow the information that I was given because it came from a prayer it wasn't answered and had to be honored. So that's the most important thing. And then, what a delight. I mean, at first I was scared. I thought, wow, I mean, how will I live? Will I, will I survive? And as I went into the process, within two weeks, within 14 days, uh, one of the two tumors on my right breast had collapsed. 
and was no longer visible, or I couldn't feel it either. So I had evidence quickly that I was being helped. And so then I thought, well, heavens, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid. I'm actually empowered. And I was shocked to see how easy it is to, I mean, I don't want to say this exactly, but I have to, how easy it was to I think overcome. you should say it. I think you should say it. Thank you. Yes, Please I do. I just have to yeah. say it. Yeah, thank you. I had to say it, no matter what. Yeah, and there and there's nothing wrong with saying that. I I haven't walked through cancer, but I had another disease that that kills um uh, hundreds of thousands of people all the time and it's called alcoholism and for me it was easy. So I I need to say that it was easy. It doesn't have to be a struggle. You know, 26 years later I can still say, you know what? It's still easy because I decided yeah. part of it I needed to decide that it was going to be easy. Doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing, that was the hard part. <laughs> so uh, thank I you. I love for... that. That is so profound, really. Right? Thank you. Right. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And, and I would not ever hesitate nor apologize nor, you know, make yourself feel smaller because you're saying, and for me, it was easy. Good for you because we need people to hear that because most people don't believe it can be easy any more than they can believe that not being an alcoholic is easy. It's very easy, okay? It's effortless. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to have a drink. Anybody listening, if you want to offer me a million dollars to prove it, I can prove it. I'm not interested. (laughs) I, I have can prove much, it too. Uh, I have all the test results. On, on I can this, prove it too. You know, so I want to uh, to hold that with you. Yeah. So it's easy for you. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's uh, it's easy for you, and I'm grateful for that. So let's start that domino effect. Did so, you see how, in, how in that was space. It you just said, I mean, ha, I laugh in the face of cancer, and what are you doing but laughing? See what I'm talking about? Oh. It's, 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 we're laughing. We're facing it, and we're laughing. How profound is that? And, and that, yes, because that's that childlike wander, that uh, that energy of fairyland. Because ultimately, you know, when we really get this, we are, we're in fairyland, are we not? I mean, this is just a... This yeah, is just it's a mystical, dream. it's magical, and it's real. It's, uh, it's just a dream that we're having and, and that we're experiencing. So really awesome with that. Um, you had made mention of a uh, an American Indian um, remedy. I'm Seminole, so I know what American Indian is. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So Wanting to, you know, encouragingly, it wasn't wanting to roll off my tongue. But you had made mention of of some type of a remedy. Are we talking herbs, or um, are we talking something that's listed on your website? Um, well, what are we talking here? Because I, I want to know more. You've um, you've got my interest. Where do All I right. find? Well, um, it is. It's an American Indian medicine men, medicine women herbal formula, and um, you can find out about it at www healingformula.net and if you look at the Facebook of Robert Roy on that site you'll also see hundreds of testimonials mine is one of them and you'll see pictures of the tumors I had 18 tumors that were uh, removed from my breast by myself without a doctor they just fell out and I have pictures of it and of course I have proof and I have all of the medical testimonials too and then my book is how I laugh in the face of cancer.com. And um, that website is, is, is up, but the book isn't available yet. We have about four more weeks before it will be available. 
Wow. Okay, tell me that website again, Susan. Yeah, it's called, uh, the, my, my website for the book is Ha, I Laugh in the Face of Cancer.com. And then the, the remedy, the healing remedy is www.healingformula.net. Wow. This has okay. been around for 30 years. And I, I'm shocked that no one told the story, that I hadn't heard the story. So it, it's very obvious that, that I have to tell the story. Yes, it, you do have to tell the story, and that's why we're doing what we're doing, and we're going to make sure that more people know the story. And um, once the book is out, let's get going again and get you on the show, and let's book soon because we're already into midway into the next year. Um, so, uh, yeah, wow. Well, I tell you what, that I if everyone out there is just getting just near what I've gotten from this show today, um, it has been well worth your your hour of your, of your life uh, to sit in a place of seeing how the children can be uh, dynamic and energized and uh, validated. And also, uh, you're the first person I've ever met that says that, you know, overcoming cancer was easy. I'm like, thank you, God. Here we go. You know, <laughs> a whole new paradigm in our, in our, we see that into our, our waves, into the, the universe that people are downloading um, that information. I'm Temple Hayes, and I have been speaking today with uh, Susan Liberty Hall. You can go to her website, and that is the main website that we want to drive to people to, right, Susan? Um, Thank the, you. It's the one that is the bokehsisters.com, correct? Yes, it is. All right, so everyone, you can sign up, you can stay in touch, and you can make that connection. I want to thank all of you for not just listening uh, and and the entertainment part as far as the educational aspect, but that you will assimilate these shows in such a way that you'll share them with people that you know can benefit from hearing them and other action steps that you can take in your own life that you become an intentional spirit. Always, we're one step away from the life that we're dreaming of simply because we're willing to take the step. Thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to having you on our show. Again, real soon, Susan, it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you so much, and we're going to make sure the world hears about your work. Thank you. I'm so grateful. God bless you all. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends... It is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? 
Let's Get Naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.